Do you suffer from numbness, tingling, burning, or pain in your feet and legs? It could be caused by something as simple and common as a vitamin B1 deficiency. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with a solution for low B1, Zobria by O'Share Health. Zobria is a safe, effective, and clinically proven nutritional supplement containing a high-potency bioactive form of vitamin B1, which has been shown to reverse symptoms caused by low B1 with no side effects. Low B1 causes your nerve cells in your feet and legs to stop functioning properly. may also contribute to forgetfulness, loss of mental focus, fatigue, and loss of appetite. Restoring proper B1 levels has been shown to reverse these symptoms. You can get Zobria now with new lower pricing, risk-free, by going to Z-O-B-R-I-A dot com or by calling 1-855-ZOBRIA-8. That's Zobria.com or 1-855-962-7428. Get 20% off the new lower price with coupon code Hoffman at checkout plus free shipping. Zobria.com. Vitamin B1 perfected. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I am your host, Layla Mutin. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist here in New York. I'm in private practice. I work with Dr. Ronald Hoffman. I'm available in person via telehealth, via telephone, whatever is convenient for you. All you have to do is call the office to make an appointment. Talk to Liz. She'll set you up. That number is 212 779 1744 again 212 779 1744. I love getting your questions, and I would encourage any of you who have questions that you'd like to hear me weigh in on an answer or give an opinion or take a deep dive into a health topic, a nutrition topic, a wellness topic. You can email me that's radio program at AOL.com, radio program, at AOL.com. I've got one here from Deanna. Deanna writes, I like your articles, Layla. My primary care doctor, who for a conventional doc is very well educated in most things medical, he says most endocrinologists and primary care physicians have long ago rejected the glycomark test. Can you comment further? I need my PCP, my primary care doctor, and in no way can I afford functional medicine. All right, understood. And what Deanna is referring to is uh, is my December 3rd article for the Intelligent Medicine newsletter called Hemoglobin A1C versus Glycomark, a tale of two tests. Now, let me give you a little, let me get into this article a little bit. I talked about in the past about the gold standard for determining unstable blood sugar or any, uh, any blood sugar abnormalities is the glucose tolerance test. But doctors also heavily rely on the hemoglobin A1C, right? And that determines it's, it's an actual average of blood glucose over a three-month period, right? So it's the mean. It's the average. So, But since it's only an average, it doesn't detect the variability in blood sugar ranges over the course of days. 
Because again, it's giving you the, the middle, the average, not the median, the mean, which is different. But it doesn't show you the highs and lows at all, like a glucose tolerance test does. But there is another test called the glycomark. And before I even get into the glycomark and, and to get into Deanna's question about, you know, that it's been long ago been rejected, I'm going to get into that uh, uh, in a moment. But the, the, the reason that we see discrepancies often between a hemoglobin A1C, which is showing us the mean, which can be kind of like in the normal range, and a glucose tolerance test, which could be showing us wild swings in blood sugar, that's a reason, because we're only getting a mean, the average, on the hemoglobin A1C. And then enter this glycomark test, right? Uh, this test, the glycomark, measures a specific molecule in the blood called 1,5-anhydroglucitol, which reliably measures peaks in blood sugar over the most recent one to two week period. So it's within a tighter time frame, which is, you know, we're getting closer and closer to that all famous now, all the range now, the continuous glucose monitor, the CGM. That will be a topic for another podcast. And <clears throat> because it's possible to have a completely normal A1C and still have high blood sugar levels, this is where this test is very valuable. So, and here's a case study to illustrate this. A 45-year-old obese male has a hemoglobin A1C of 5.0, which, hey, is deemed perfect by most endocrinologists, including functional medicine doctors. 5.0 is great, but his glycomark is a 4.9. Now, let me tell you another difference. With A1C, the higher the number, the more abnormal, the higher the blood sugar. With the glycomark, the lower the number, the more abnormal. So this 45-year-old man in this case study has a glycomark of 4.9. Abnormal is anything under 8, under 8 micrograms per ml, which indicates significant glycemic variability likely due to after-meal blood sugar levels reaching above 180 milligrams per DL. And by identifying recent occurrences of blood sugar variability, this deems the specificity of the glycomark to be superior in capturing true pictures of actual blood sugar swings. And that's why I was encouraging anyone with blood sugar issues like prediabetes, metabolic syndrome, and diabetes to share this information with their doctor or endocrinologist. And since then, Deanna, because she's read this article that I just talked to you about, says that her primary care MD uh, is very well educated, but says that many, that most endocrinologists and primary cares have long ago rejected the glycomark test. Deanna, in my experience, I've not seen that. I wonder if it's an insurance issue. I wonder if many insurance companies don't cover it. And I'll tell you what, I don't know how to answer that insurance question because we don't accept insurance in our practice. We give you a fully 
coded bill and all that kind of thing for you to go get that reimbursement if you're owed any money. But I, we don't know, or I don't know, because let me just speak for myself. I don't know about the insurance uh, 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 coverage on a test like Glycomart. Uh, it's in to to my knowledge over the years, it's become more and more common. And I'll tell you, uh, Dr. Hoffman has ordered it when he's deemed it appropriate. I've often sent my private practice patients back to their primary care doctors or endocrinologists or whatever with a request for blood tests, and I could be asking them for, you know, hemoglobin A1C or ferritin or maybe uh, gliadin antibodies or other things like that. And I'll also look for a glyco, I'll also request a glycomark test. You know, nine out of 10 cases, I get all these, all my requests fulfilled by my patient's doctor. It's not been a problem uh, for me to get a glycomark test back from any doctor that I've requested it from or any of my, my clients that I've requested it from. Uh, I'll give you another example. I'll give you an example of a very long time ago. It has to be over 10 years ago. Uh, I had a cardiac patient who, you know, was all about the cholesterol, the cholesterol, the cholesterol, and triglycerides, which are important. But I found that her cardiologist had never tested her for homocysteine. So I sent back a request to her cardiologist for homocysteine. And when that patient came back to see me, she said, no, my, my cardiologist said, uh, yeah, it, it's not a valuable test. So what I did was I sent over at the time, a bunch of citations. I had more time on my hands to do, you know, to do this kind of thing than a bunch of citations showing the value of a hemoglobin A1C when it comes to coronary artery disease, atherosclerosis. Well, needless to say that cardiologist has been testing for homocysteine in many of her patients now has sent me some more of her patients as a matter of fact, which I greatly appreciate. And uh, there, there it is. So Deanna, I've not found this problem with the glycomark. I, I wonder if your primary care uh, has said, and I'm glad you have a, a primary care that, that you love and that you trust and who takes good care of you. And of course, you should not switch your doctor just because he has this opinion. I wonder if it is due to insurance. I can't think of anything else about the glycomark that would be problematic in this regard. But I thank you for that very thoughtful question. And anything else I find out, I will certainly get back to you on this podcast. And hey, Deanna, anything else you find out or anybody else listening, chime in. Email me, email me to radioprogram at AOL.com. That's radioprogram at AOL.com. I've got here another question from Terry. Terry writes, Dear Layla, my fingernails are so brittle. Can you help with any suggestions, either topical remedies or by using supplements? Okay. Terry, I want to tell you, first of all, and thank you for writing me, um, anytime somebody comes in with some kind of complaint, symptom, or condition, the first thing I want to do is find out the underlying cause. So the question isn't, you know, what can I prescribe for you to take or do to fix those brittle nails? We have to find out first what's causing it. What, what help is taking a supplement for brittle nails if it's caused by an underlying condition? So let me talk a little bit about brittle nails. Nails are made up of layers of protein called keratin. 
And your nails, you know, they serve as protection for your fingers and your toes. And keratin, which also makes up the cells in your hair and your skin, it works to protect nails from damage. But it's not uncommon for nails to split, to peel, to break, or to be brittle. And in fact, according to Harvard Medical School, 20% of women have brittle nails. But this can be the result of an underlying health condition or other external factors. So what causes brittle nails? According to the American Osteopathic College of Dermatology, brittle nails fall into two categories, dry and brittle or soft and brittle. So Terry, you got to figure out whether you have dry and brittle or soft and brittle. Dry and brittle nails are the result of too little moisture. And they're most commonly caused by the repeated washing and drying of fingernails. Hey, are you still washing your hands to death because that's what we're still being preached to do due to COVID? Wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. And so many people are using hand sanitizers. I smell it all over the subway and I see people taking it out and using it either out of their pocketbooks or they have it hanging off their backpack so it's easy to reach. You know, they, they put the stuff on and it's like you can smell the stuff. You can smell the alcohol. It's extremely drying to your hands as well as your nails. So Terry, do you have dry and brittle nails? That could be from overwashing and overusing hand sanitizer and overusing other disinfectants and things. And you, guess what? You should use rubber gloves. Go get some disposable gloves if it's easier for you to use that stuff. And try not to use that stuff. That stuff causes cancer. All right. Now, on the other hand, soft and brittle nails are caused by too much moisture, often as a result of overexposure to detergents, household cleaners, and nail polish remover. Hey, well, that's interesting. So soft and brittle is you're in water, but you're also in detergent and all of that, and nail polish remover, acetone, right? This stuff is also very toxic, people. So what are some other causes of brittle nails? Well, age could be something. I don't know how old Terry is, but nails commonly change as people age, often becoming dull and brittle. And while toenails commonly get thicker and harder, fingernails often become thinner and more brittle. So it could be age. Another reason, and this is a a typical reason that I find, well, the next three are, but this is a big one, iron deficiency. So Terry, you know, topical things or supplements to take If you're suffering from iron deficiency and that's the cause of your brittle nails, taking extra biotin, keratin, that's not going to help you. We need to fix the iron deficiency. Iron deficiency occurs when the body doesn't get enough iron, which leads to low blood cell, red blood cell levels. Your doctor may measure your ferritin level and provide supplementation if it's found to be low. Ferritin is the storage form of iron. It's the iron in the closet. It's your iron stores. It's not having out and out anemia. Many people with anemia will have easy, breakable, very brittle nails. It's from iron deficiency. But even if your ferritin is low, it may cause some brittle nails. And the best way to remedy that 
is to eat foods that have more heme iron. Heme iron is not in your lentils, your spinach, and your peas, where there is a small amount of iron, and much of that iron is not readily absorbed by the body because those food sources, those plant sources of iron, also contain phytates, also known as phytic acid. This is a type of fiber that binds minerals like iron and doesn't allow your body to absorb it. This is why plant plant uh, sources of iron are really not efficient. High heme iron comes from animal food, from meat, your egg yolks, your dark meat poultry, your organ meats like liver. That's where we get iron. What are other causes of brittle nails? Hypothyroidism. Along with brittle nails, symptoms of low thyroid levels may include hair loss, fatigue, weight gain, constipation, and depression. And your doctor can treat hypothyroidism with, with thyroid replacement, right, which you would take orally. This is another reason for brittle nails. So, Terry, if you have hypothyroidism and you're being treated, maybe your, your dose needs to be reevaluated. Check with your doctor or endocrinologist. You know, you should typically, if you have hypothyroidism, you should get thyroid functions tests done like every six months, twice a year to determine that your thyroid dose is where it should be. If you don't know if you have hypothyroidism or not, and your doctor definitely knows you don't have iron deficiency, right? And you've not been over washing your hands or using detergents and, and nail polish remover and all that other stuff, have your doctor check you for hypothyroidism, low thyroid, because that could be a reason. And what's another reason, another cause of brittle nails? Raynaud syndrome. Now, this is known to be autoimmune, Raynaud's, R-A-Y-N-A-U-D, apostrophe S, Raynaud syndrome. It's characterized by circulation problems in the extremities, and this can affect your nail health. Your doctor may provide medications for that or tell you to, you know, put your gloves on because people experience Raynaud's, especially in the cold weather. Some people experience it all year round where they have painful hands, fingers. It even turns color like red, even blue like that. That's Raynaud's syndrome. So you want to, and, and the, the, uh, the American Osteopathic College of Dermatology, they offer a diagnostic tip to help determine if your brittle nails are caused by an internal condition or external environment factors. Quote, if the fingernails split, but the toenails are strong, then an external factor is the cause. Let me repeat that. Quote, if the fingernails split, but the toenails are strong, then an external factor is the cause. So if your toenails are fine, it's only your fingernails. It could be something else. You're overwashing your hands, the detergents you're using, the nail polish you're using, you know, anything like that. So you can't do anything about age-related nail changes, right? We can't reverse the clock, but you can reduce the risk of split, cracked, or brittle nails. And to keep your nails healthy and strong, you want to, A, use a moisturizer, right? So moisturize your hands definitely after washing. 
And before going to bed, moisturize your hands, your, even your feet and your nails to keep them hydrated as you sleep. And you want to protect your hands. When you're doing household chores, you want to wear gloves, like dishwashing gloves to keep your hands dry. And gloves can also protect your hands and nails from harsh chemicals like detergents and cleaning fluids. You want to avoid prolonged exposure to cold, dry weather. If you do venture outside on a cold day, be sure to wear gloves. And you want to care for your nails. Keep your nails short to minimize nail surface area where water and chemicals can be absorbed. That's good advice. Use a fine emery board to file your nails. It's a good idea to file your nails daily to eliminate irregularities and prevent breakage and splitting. Be sure to file in only one direction. Don't pick or bite your nails or cuticles. Remember, your cuticles protect your nails in the nail bed. You can use a metal instrument to push back the cuticle, but avoid using it directly on your nail. Buff your nails in the same direction as the nail grows. Avoid back and forth motion that can cause splitting. And opt for a nail polish remover that doesn't contain acetone. And try to avoid frequent use of the remover. Yeah, don't use that stuff. It's toxic. And then, you know, then if, if all of these have been ruled out, you don't have hypothyroid, you don't have Raynaud's, you don't have an iron deficiency, then we could talk about how much biotin to take. That can help. You don't want to take too much because too much can mess with your thyroid function tests, you want to take just enough. A consult with a qualified nutritionist is a good idea. I want to thank you for writing me. And remember, the email is radioprogram at AOL.com. I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and I'm excited about what I think may be the next big thing in anti-inflammatory supplements, a brand new, all-natural daily preventative against a host of possible inflammatory issues. Black for Health Liquid Extract from Future Farm Botanicals. Black for Health combines four plant-based foods, black garlic, black radish root, black cumin seed, and black peppercorn containing high levels of body-ready healing botanicals. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, and weight management, circulation, and immunity. It's a tasty supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. For more information or to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuturefarm, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. This is Layla Mutin, R.D., I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.